1: To Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. We're back. How are you? Oh welcome back. We we went on spring break guys. We had crazy fun times like in the movies where like they go to like Miami and get really sunburned and drunk and
2: then they come back and live normal lives. Yeah by that I mean I was in my apartment watching Netflix.
1: did i do let me go back to like two weeks ago um i i binge watched uh the ultimatum on netflix which is like a terrible reality show where like one person in a relationship like gives an ultimatum like you better marry me or we're done but then like surrounded by other people who made ultimatums and then like then nick lachey and vanessa lachey tell them okay you choose one of these people and you're going to live with them for three weeks and then you live with the person you came here with then you're going to decide okay who would I want to be with and it was like perfect reality television trash that I never knew that I needed and I got it so it was pretty good okay there we go yeah and then I I went to a baseball game the other day because I've been yeah uh, Carlos and I have been doing a lot of overtime this month because this is like my busy season well now it's ending thank god um, and Carlos just decided to cuz his parents are in Nicaragua for a month, so he's like, ah, I'm not going to go home for a month anyway, so I'm just going to do some other overtime, you know, get some extra cash for celebration. So, I decided to get some tickets to the baseball game because uh, his favorite baseball team was playing down here, and tickets were crazy, but it's fine, you know, treat treat yourself, you know? So, um unfortunately, we had to Uber, and fortunately, um i lost my tesla virginity oh yeah it was weird and then like i remember reading like oh like elon musk wants to buy twitter like that's fucking weird and then like now like i guess he bought twitter so like what the fuck we do now
2: that is a good question
1: but yeah so the game was wild crazy wild fun our team lost but uh the power went out downtown Oh, and that was interesting because, like, people don't know what to do when there's no power. And plus, because of that, the Uber prices went up like 110%. So, so I decide, uh, let's take the trolley. And Carlos is like, Why, like, you would want to take the trolley? I'm like, Yeah, man, it's it's like Disneyland, you know, you're on the (laughs) monorail. And then, so we took the trolley, uh, to like a like a sports bar, and got some appetizers and some drinks, and then like around midnight, like we were able to find like cheap fares and uh go home. And I was pretty proud of like my like my trolley skills. Like I felt like a New Yorker with the subways. You know, I was like, okay, like we're gonna take this here to here, and we're gonna get off, and then we're gonna get on the blue line. Like I was so proud. I'm thinking Emily <laughs> is gonna be really proud of me to know that I Aww. know I know how to work the the transportation ways.
2: That's good. That's a good thing to know how to do.
1: I know. Yeah, it reminded me of my times and uh I don't think I've ever taken the the subway in uh New York, but I've taken it in DC before and it was fine. And public transportation's like fine. Just just fine. You know, just gotta gotta think that like you're like on like one of the Disney buses and it's taking you back to like one of the hotels. <laughs> but um fuck everything that's going on in Florida though right now. Fuck fuck Florida, fuck Florida, fuck Florida.
2: I am so angry that I have to be on the side of Goddamn Disney that like it genuinely makes me furious that they are the quote unquote "good guys in this situation, however reluctantly it was, however much they just had to be good because they got shamed so much on Twitter, but God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Rick Desantis, that dude. I hope he chokes to death.
1: I don't like him. I really don't. I, yeah. I didn't. I think you know, like, you can't just take land that's not yours. Like, what the, the fuck, you think you could just sign a couple papers and okay, Disney's yours. Like, Disney property
2: is yours. Well, what's funny is that, like, I mean, the most likely situation is that all fucks over Florida taxpayers and doesn't actually fuck over Disney at all.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean at the end of the day, like Disney is still going to be Disney no matter what. It's just it's like the
2: taxes, like yeah. The taxes. Yeah, they like, they have a bunch of taxes now that they don't have to pay. Yeah. So, Florida
1: Florida's just like a different universe as it is. So, I think Florida's like really just trying to like become like an outer space planet. <laughs> i wish
2: it were an outer space planet
1: yeah but emily on the side
2: of disney oh i do i feel so fucking dirty
1: well look it's disney world disney world is a whole completely different universe than like disneyland so that's <laughs> like that's okay to me because then that that makes me think oh maybe emily will go on the autotopia in orlando wow because <laughs> i mean fuck anaheim like and maybe, maybe this will be our little loophole to get Emily in Autotopia
2: Okay, because like, okay, here's we, here's what we do. If our podcast ever comes large enough to have a Patreon where we have more than five listeners, and we can Patreon a trip to Disney World, I will go on Autotopia Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might have like six listeners. You never know. <laughs> If someone wants to pay for me to go on uh, on Autopia, I will fucking go on it. Where's your friend uh, Chuck Wendig when you need help? <laughs> I don't, help us! I think I think you might be slightly overestimating Chuck's net worth. But
1: Oh no! I mean, just like <laughs> like I maybe like just like a pretzel or something <laughs> okay. like a cheese like a cheese or cream cheese pretzel or something or like a Dole Whip, or no
2: now i'm asking yeah yeah gideon's oh, fuck i want i've seen because i'm on the fucking discord for podcast the ride and sometimes people post pictures of their gideon's cookies and it's like basically like somebody just made a cookie and then dumped an entire bag of chocolate chips on it and i really want it and i want their peanut butter iced coffee
1: my sister made a replica of those cookies. Like, when right when we first, like, moved in, like, she just, like, brought over a bunch. She's like, I got bored. I made cookies. You want some? And I was like, fine, take them. And they were, like, incredible. And I can't imagine how even more incredible, like, they actually are at Gideon's. And just the different kinds of cookies, too. And I'm such, like, I, sweets now, I, it's hard for me to resist sweets now
2: yeah my 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 diet has been super fucked lately. like just like, so when I'm stressed, I don't eat, but when I'm depressed, I eat a lot. Like I just like snack all the time. and I've like had not a great couple weeks emotionally. And so it's just been like so much like sweets and snacks and fucking carbs and it's been i need to get a fucking handle on it and eat some goddamn vegetables but
1: yeah i feel like since like celebrations coming up like i'm like ultra like gotta get my greens in gotta get my runs in because like you know it's 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 like a family reunion like i'm seeing family i haven't seen in four years and like i want to look good so I'm going to Trader Joe's and getting all the arugula. Like, if there's no arugula at your Trader Joe's, it's because of me. I'm eating all of it. I fucking hate so. arugula. I love arugula, especially, like, like the the really peppery arugula. Mm. Because then, like, you can pair, like, certain things with it. So that, like, because sometimes it's, like, when you mix, like, lemon with it, it's, like, it's kind of too much. Where it's, like, you, you know, like, I hate saying spicy
2: because, like, that's... i'm white so that's like terrible (laughs) of me to yeah like because i i like spicy a lot it's and it's not just like the it's the bitter it's like arugula hits that bitter part on my taste buds that i do not enjoy and i like bitter that's why i don't like like it's it's the same thing reaction i have to like tonic water I just I can't stand like iceberg lettuce like I don't fuck with iceberg No, but give me like a nice like leafy romaine or something or actually I mostly do I'll do baby spinach or I'll do I like kale because kale lasts a lot longer and since I don't like go to the grocery store three times a week I can buy a package of kale and like have salad a week later and like it won't all be like gross and slimy
1: I'm very particular with, particular with lettuce. So, and I've been trying to do, like, like, do more salads now, like, for work. Because, like, I find myself getting, like, more fatigued when I get back from my runs. And I hate when I get back from work. And after running, and I'm like, I really want to nap right now. But I'm like, I have to work. I have to work. So, I have to work on, like, fueling my brain for activities that get me money. So, but Yeah
2: coming up, Emily. We're going to see each other again. Yeah. And we're going to see our friends, including our new friends. Like, we're going to see Christine, who we did not know last Celebration, and who I love, and I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited to see her. And I want to see Chris Hall, who I talked to last Celebration, but did not know last Celebration, and just felt super awkward, because I'm like, oh, he's that guy who draws all that art that I like. But I can't talk to new people, because I am very 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 shy and it comes off as me being very 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 bitchy but really it's shyness i mean occasionally it's bitchiness because i don't like somebody but mostly it's shyness
1: i know i've been told that like i'm very scary or that like i'm very like just i'm intimidated (laughs) like little me intimidating like Carlos told me that once. He's like, "Yeah, you're kind of intimidating." I'm like, "Maybe just because I'm a pretty girl, that's why." Maybe that's <laughs> just because Carlos wanted to fuck you, and that was I mean, intimidating. I mean, he still he still does, and he still says I'm intimidating. So, like, maybe uh, I I I don't know where that comes from, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to see everyone because, I mean, like, I feel like last celebration I was just, like, really nervous. Yeah. And, like, I was just I was always, like, on edge because I'm, like, someone's going to walk up to me and say hi. And I have to be prepared for that. And now I'm just going to be, like,
2: okay. Yeah. yeah, Hello. Yeah. A lot of the, like, there's still just nervousness because I am I'm not a good traveler. And I get stressed out, like, when there's an event. So there is that portion of it that I will be stressed anyway. But at least there's not also the i am meeting all these people what if they hate me because i know that people don't hate me i mean definitely some people hate me but i know that my friends don't secretly hate me
1: yeah i i i don't either i think that (laughs) i i don't think that people would like hate me i mean like i i have like like one or two people in mind who think like they might be annoyed with me, but I mean, I can be pretty annoyed so like that's okay. <laughs> so I mean, but I mean there's a difference between like annoying and hate. Well, and I definitely. really don't think that like anyone like hates me I mean I, I, so. I can I annoy myself sometimes. so I mean I mean I annoy you, I annoy the universe. so I mean I I think that it's gonna be fun like being in a room of people who I annoy every single one of them no, I'm kidding. but no, it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to
2: starting to plan things. Um, It'd be nice and starting yeah. to plan meetups. It'd be nice if we had to schedule uh, panels, so that we knew like what the free blocks of time were. But I mean, whatever. They're just. I mean, it's hopefully it's not like last time where we're getting the information of whether we got into a panel or not, like when celebration is about to start I'd like to know like at least a week or so before but oh my god I know I remember how stressful that was but honestly like
1: if I don't get into a panel like I don't think I'm gonna be very mad because I yeah. mean there's not- much going on with star wars right okay. now and yeah. I, w- I i don't i don't want to watch them be like look at all that we're doing for star wars and i'm thinking in my head all the terrible things that have happened the past three years i'm thinking
2: yeah, yeah i'm so excited for you guys to fuck up more things and yeah. you know the only thing yeah the only panel i care about is when we learn more about Andor, and i only really care about that if it turns out mendo's in it all i care about
1: is the people and i i I really like honestly the first thing i
2: thought of was the food (laughs) (laughs) okay i want to say something and if i had said this like a year ago it would have been insane i mean especially just if you go back to listen to our first podcast about it but one of the only panels i'm really interested in is the bad batch season two panel Wow. (laughs) I just, I really like Echo. I I mean, like, and I like Omega, and I just want to see these characters again. We got to get road tickets
1: to that that panel then. (laughs) I mean, we get to see Dave. Dave's number one fan, Emily Lynn. But what I
2: do want is like, I want to see, I want to see, because I, because I mean, it seems like there's going to be some sort of, time jump so i want to know what like omega's new art's gonna be because i love her so much i have my little i just got my little omega action figure and she's so cute and i just want to give her a hug and i'm hoping that she's still adorable i know i always love to see like their new
1: designs and their new outfits i'm like oh what are they gonna wear now because i always think of like in rebels like when they like shaved ezra's head and everyone's like, oh my God, he doesn't have hair anymore. I'm thinking, man, that's when Star Wars was where it was at, was when people were like, oh my God, Ezra has no hair. What a time to be alive. But yeah. I can't wait. I know we're gonna meet so many people and see so many of our friends again. I know I'm excited because like the first day that we get there is on my birthday. So, you know, I'm gonna be having like that birthday energy and like the energy, I got to see, like, my birthday present is being able to see, like, all my fucking friends. I'm so that's happy. That's a pretty good birthday present. That's possibly the best birthday present. And the fact that I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, yeah, I'm getting some episodes of, like, Kenobi. I'm thinking, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Kenobi's fine. Yeah. I you know they released some new footage or some new pictures of him in, like, a, in like a poncho... And I'm thinking, okay, Steven, I mean, this is Stephen Belaga's look. I'm just really not excited for this. Like, I just, I really <sighs> feel like they're
2: just gonna fuck it up. Yeah, like, it's so weird because, like, there's stuff in it that does appeal to me in terms of all of that, all of the the stuff we've seen of whatever that city they're in is that kind of Blade Runner look. I'm just such a fucking sucker for just aesthetically. Like mm-hmm. I love what, like the neon lights and the big crowds and that kind of like Asian futurism, almost where it looks like a kind of like a big outdoor like Hong Kong market or something. You know, like that's just a that's just a look that I love. Probably probably from Blade Runner, and because it's something that a lot of sci fi has drawn on since then, but. I, I just don't expect them to actually do much with it beyond it. it looks cool. Yeah, and the Inquisitors look stupid. Again, I don't care that they don't look the same as they have in previous material. I care that they look stupid. And I hate, I do not want to see a goddamn Hella Saber or whatever the fuck they're called. Even if they don't fly with them, they are dumb. And I hate them.
1: The biggest thing I think I hate about this series, which is the thing that I, a couple of years ago, I would have, you know, been like really disappointed in myself, but kind of like this like bandwagon, like prequels love stuff. When I know that people have hated the prequels for like years and years and the fact that like people are like actually like excited about Hayden and Ewan coming back together when like 10 years ago they were like, fuck those guys, they (laughs) ruined Star Wars. Um, I think that's why I'm, like, really, that fandom just really disgusts me sometimes because you have people saying one thing and then 10 years later you say the other. But, I mean, like, I feel like, like, when I was a kid, you know, I would kind of say, like, yeah, Jar Jar, like, fuck Jar Jar. But I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, I grew up with Jar Jar. Like, I like Jar Jar, but, like, unfortunately, like, society says that I can't like Jar Jar. So, like, I'm a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> so, yeah, so... You know it's a bummer. I remember like during like Thanksgiving one year, like s- like a family member was there, and he was like, "I know I'm at best," and I'm thinking, "Oh Jar Jar, and I wish I can go back and be like, I love Jar Jar. I grew up with Jar Jar." But yeah. I don't know. It just, it sucks, because it's, like, all the... But, I mean, that's the difference is be, like, I was a kid. Like, these are, like, adults in, like, their 40s and 50s now being, like, I love the prequels when, like, 15 years ago, they're saying, George Lucas ruined Star Wars because of the prequels, and... Yeah. I don't know. That shit doesn't fly with me. That's, like, what's going on here right now in San Diego is that, like, they finally have, like, a good baseball team, so everyone's, like, the Padres. We love the Padres. I'm thinking, no, you fucking don't. So... I don't know. I just, I hate bandwagoning so much that, like, it it ruins my like for things. Because, like, you know, like, with, like, Baby Yoda too for instance, I liked Baby Yoda. Like, Baby Yoda was fine, but then everyone's like, look at the little green thing. And I'm like, it's a Yoda. You know It's a Yoda. You
2: gotta lay off that, because Baby Yoda is fucking adorable. And he was caught up with a little baby Rancor, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars.
1: I'm not doubting that's cute at all i just like i just don't like bandwagoning like no matter how wonderful for society baby yoda is i do not like how he become the he became this like bandwagon object
2: there's i mean that's always sort of the the like i mean with i mean not baby yoda because baby yoda is just cute and people like cute things but like the prequels that is a a fairly standard swing in pop culture of we hate this thing and then like 15 years later no this thing is awesome in this sort of ironic nostalgic way and then there's the backlash against that and then it's just like it becomes this whole thing and it's always stupid and i don't care i fucking i don't like those movies i i imagine I'm probably never going to watch them again in my life and that's fine but I also am perfectly happy that our people like them and it's like the Star Wars they grew up with what the fuck does it matter if somebody likes a thing that I don't like like unless it's actually harmful it does not matter if somebody likes a movie I don't like
1: yeah I guess it just really affects me when people like you know, they hate on something, then they love it again. Because, I mean, like, that really affects people and how people, like, socialize with others. And the fact that, like, the prequels was this, like, big thing that, like, no one can like the prequels. Like, you like the prequels? Like, the how dare you like the prequels? And now it's, like, they're welcoming you, welcoming you back with, like, open arms. Like, I just, like, I just, I, I don't like that at all. And, like, that's really harmful to, like, someone's, like, just mentally just everything. So, I don't know. It just makes me sad. But... Uh, I just uh, I hope that I get out of this like negative bubble because I, I wanna be excited for Kenobi, but like maybe it'll blow my expectations out of the park. But as I say that, they're gonna know it's fucking not. Because, you know, they're they're gonna do whatever they want, that they're gonna change, you know, the canon to whatever they want to change it to. I don't know. Um, but I'm very excited about Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka is going to to blow our expectations mm-hmm. off of okay. the wall because we're not gonna watch it. <laughs> That's why, because we're just have no expectations because we're not gonna watch it.
2: I'll watch the first episode. I yeah. Uh, I mean
1: I, I I might watch it. I just I don't think I'm gonna be like very interested in it. Um
2: speaking of things that are interesting at uh, are do you like Moon Knight I And I realize, like, we haven't recorded in three weeks. I have not watched an episode since the last time we talked about it. And it's not that I didn't, because I really enjoyed those episodes. And then I just, like, every time I've gone, like, I've had my iPad open and I'm going to watch something. I'm like, oh, I should watch Moon Knight. And then I watched something else instead. I don't know why. I I enjoyed the first couple episodes. I just, there's something about it that I don't care Yeah. Like, as much as I fucking love Oscar Isaac and think he is incredible and one of the most beautiful people on the planet. And I like Ethan Hawke, who I just saw in The Northman. I mean, he's only in it for like 15 minutes, but he's fucking awesome in it. But I don't know. For whatever reason, I just haven't, I haven't like gone back to it. I, I will at some point. But have you been keeping up with it?
1: Yeah, I have.
2: Okay. Got my cup of
1: tea. Okay. But it I that doesn't mean you're not going to like it. I'm just we I'm just very specific with uh my Marvel shows, but Yeah, Carlos likes it. But Carlos likes everything, so <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> says. We have a um have you watched Winning Time on mm, HBO? No. Emily, yeah,
2: I know it's basketball, but like, but see, but see, I mean, no, the problem is not the problem is not the basketball. The problem is it's the Lakers. And I grew up in a Chicago Bulls household.
1: Oh, so like Michael Jordan's like your boy.
2: I mean, look, Michael, Michael Jordan is like not my boy. He is a hugely <laughs> problematic person, but was also the most exciting person to ever play the game and but not just him like my family was like it was like it was him it was pippen it was rodman it was bj armstrong it was horace grant it was i mean everybody in that fucking bulls documentary basically uh
1: apple tv just released a documentary about magic
2: johnson which was actually like very good okay i like magic johnson like he seems like a good dude like, he's somebody who's actually, like, done a lot of good, like, just, you know, like, just after <laughs> some pretty horrific things in his life and straightened his shit out and decided to, like, you know, not just spend the rest of his life gambling and drinking. So, I like him. I might check that out.
1: Yeah, you really should. Uh, I finished it, well, we've started the first episode, then we finished it last night. And it was really good. Like, the first episode was kind of just like, this was magic in basketball. Look at all the basketball things. And then, like, the next couple episodes are like, all right, here's, here's like, where change happens. And here's when a lot of stuff happens. It's really informative. I learned a lot about him and about just all that he's done for, you know, the black community, mm-hmm. which is, like, really fucking awesome. And for HIV AIDS community. Yeah. And, you know, and how basically he told the Bush administration to fuck off because they weren't really doing anything for that community.
2: So, well, so that was cool. I mean, it was also just I mean, it was. It was such a big deal for him to be open about it, because, I mean, e- I mean, even now there's still thinking, oh, that's something that, you know, just affects gay men.
1: I know. And it's like people forget that, you know, just the other ways that you can contract HIV. Like it's just it's crazy still how it's stigmatized as this like, you know, homosexual thing, which is fucking ridiculous because and it just shows just, you know, homophobia still existing. It's still, you know, in this world, which is God just fucking horrible. But I definitely recommend it. It's very informative and just shows like how good of a person you know uh magic became yeah and i i really recommend it um apple tv has some good documentary i I just i love a good documentary i love learning about people love learning about things winning time is really good too because the actor who plays uh magic is like adorable he's just like just a breath of fresh air he has that, that million dollar smile like
2: very good no, I um let's see what was I watching um oh I finished uh Severance on Apple Plus, which I had watched the first couple episodes when they came out, but then I'm like I just want to binge this show and it was coming out weekly, so then I I fucking watched all of it and it's incredible. Um, Adam Scott is great, John Turturro is awesome, Christopher Walken is really good in it. Uh, it's, I c- can't believe how good of a director Ben Stiller is. 'Cause it's just like it's such an interesting show visually for something that shoots in, you know, just a couple of locations, most of it in like a weird fucking like office that looks kinda like a if the Apple store had existed in the like some sort of like fifties sci fi universe. But that was really good.
1: That's cool kind of waiting for shows to come back. Um are you
2: going to go see the Doctor Strange movie? I don't have tickets for it. I I mean, I I kind of want to see it. I kind of don't care. I mean, I like I like I like Strange. I like Sam Raimi as a director, but also I just feel like it's going to be possibly like too much of all the, like, reference shit that I hate. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I mean, I might, whether I manage to see it in the theaters or wait until it's, like, out, I don't know, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it. I think it should be a good movie. Um, my brother and my sister are, like, really into Marvel, and, like, they watch all, like, the Marvel, like, videos of them, like, breaking down. Like, the, basically, like, the the spoiler people or, like, the – I think of, like, that weird Grace lady, but, like, they're not – it's not Grace. Yeah. Like, but they like to kind of figure out, like, what's going to happen in the movies before I watch the movie? I just, so I it's, just, just want to watch a movie. It just it's fun like hearing them talk about it and then like they always ask Carlos well what do you think is gonna happen like what do you think about this and and I don't really know much about I mean I've seen all the Marvel movies but I'm I just watch them to you know they're fun you know just fun things to do with things and people you know like they're sports fun you know like uh, you know, rabbits they're they're cute you know <laughs> yeah that, that's how I feel about Marvel like yeah Action, adventure. I know in um in July I'm gonna go see um Black Panther in concert. Oh. So like they're having like an orchestra like play like the the soundtrack. So that should be fun. But yeah, Marvel fun. Bunnies fun. So yeah, should be good. <sighs> but really know what else is going on in Star Wars like what they're announcing like some panels or um, they're going to do like they just announced that Ewan was going to be at celebration to sign shit
2: and take pictures of people and I'm thinking yeah no shit yeah, for like, like $300 or some shit like that um I would like uh, let's see they oh um in the vaguely exciting news it's been announced that Emmy Hennig is working on a new Star Wars game which is notable because she was um you know there's like the big game that she was hyped to do which sounded like a very like story-driven cool like kind of open worldish one and that's the one that got cancelled but her new whatever company she's working for now is doing a game obviously like i it's something i sort of will keep an eye on it's not something to be super excited about now because there's no details and it won't be out for you know, a few to several years. But Hmm. I would like just a very story-driven or, like, cool open-world thing where it's not, like, a first-person hit-things-with-lightsabers game because I can't play those. I'm very, very bad at them. I just want a story. Or to have a cool Jedi that I can customize and go around and do shit. Um, Let's see... They've announced they... I don't know if they announced, but... This fall slash winter and or season two is starting to film. That's exciting. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Like, you know, we, like, we got some new... Again, we got some new promo p- picks for fucking Kenobi, but... <laughs> It's just like him standing around looking like Ewan McGregor. and I like how Ewan McGregor looks, but I'm not, again, I just can't get excited for this show. I hope that I like it, but I'm not you know, gagging for it or anything. There's, you know, okay. there's been like some book shit, but I've I have to say I have fallen off of the um, High Republic. I didn't even I didn't even dislike them, and there's a lot of stuff in there I really do like. And I think I will probably continue to read some of the young adult books if I can figure out what's going on, just by reading those. But I, there's just other stuff I would rather be reading. Like there's just I have so many books to read that I don't they're not something i i pick when i'm like okay i have eight books out from the library that are due in three weeks i have to triage them and high republic always falls off at the end and then i end up having to return it and so i'm like oh well i'll do it eventually and then i just don't yeah i remember when i used to read
1: (laughs) it's hard hard to, it's hard to read <laughs> there's just so many pages and no but yeah I, I don't have the time to read I used to be an avid reader I think when we first started recording I was reading like all like the old star wars books and then the uh the little why am i thinking of oh, the, the last Jedi book came out and that was pretty good and then like I was reading other things and I just kind of fell off the, the reading wagon so... Yeah. Okay. So Andor. Yes. And we don't know anything. Are we? Are we gonna get a trailer for Andor at that celebration? Like, well, who is Andor? What is Andor? Um, is Catherine still breathing? Like, I, I need to know these things because, like, I haven't heard anything about Andor other than yeah, that rumor about you know, there's gonna be a couple seasons or something.
2: Yeah. Um. It like. Again, this is like very speculative, like, you know, it's like somebody who worked on the show in some capacity was like, well, originally the plan was certain to be five seasons and now it's three seasons. I'm like, okay, well that's still, I don't, I mean, there's no way to, to like take that news as good news or bad news. It's just whatever it is that the show is going to be. But I think we'll get a teaser at celebration. I mean, we know we're going to get some sort of presence of it because they're doing that the first day they're doing that big, live action panel where they're talking about everything. Um I hope they do just an Andor panel. And I hope we get some cool like cast announcements cuz there's we know so much about like Kenobi and we know fucking nothing about Andor.
1: Yeah, and I always with I always thought that like Andor was going to come first and then like Kenobi just like came out of the blue and said, "Uh-uh, no. It's me." Kenobi, I'm here. So
2: that happened. I mean, I'd like to, I mean, obviously my, my, obviously my dream is Mendo. Um, That's everyone's dream, Emily.
1: That is the dream. I think it is. I think it is particularly my dream. It's the California dream. (laughs) All the leaves are brown and the skies are gray because there's no Mendo. Yeah.
2: I, I would also, I would like Tarkin as long as Tarkin is played by a person and not a drawing on a computer. I love computers though. (laughs) They, they
1: brought us together.
2: I think we'll get maybe like a vaguest thing about whatever the fucking new next movie is if it is rogue squadron i mean who the fuck knows what's happening with that movie at this point point? and i could not care about that less because one i do not give a shit about pot like spaceships pew 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 and also wonder woman 2 sucked so badly that i do not care about packaging construction a movie anymore I just I don't care
1: about like Gal Gadot like just after she like during COVID like started the whole Imagine train I'm thinking damn
2: (laughs) like she she fucking sucks she's terrible she's a bad actress she's a bad person she fucking not good and Wonder Woman 2 is a huge pile of shit Uh, And again, I just like, Rogue Squadron, like, that's not something I I care about. Like, I have no nostalgic love for that at all. And a big, like, space battle movie does not appeal to me. Like, I'm not saying it couldn't be good. Like, you could do a Rogue Squadron movie that I liked, but I just, I feel like the chances of that are slim. But I think maybe we'll get some sort of new news about that. Or... If it's not the next movie, then whatever the next movie actually is. Uh, I would, I, I mean, the dream would be to hear about T- Taika's movie if that's still happening. We haven't heard about that for a long time. I mean, not as long as it's been on like the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but it's still been a while.
1: Yeah, we've heard more about his like relationship status yeah. or like what he does in his spare time rather than like Star Wars, which I mean,
2: that's okay. <laughs> look, if he look, he wants to like have hot fucking threesomes with like amazingly beautiful people, and then be on gay pirate shows for the rest of his life and never touch Wars again. I'm okay with that because I will, I will, I will watch the hell out of that.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way because, like, you know, Star Wars and, like, Disney, like, they're they're kind of weird right now. Just, like, weird. I mean, they're trying, but, like, it's, it's just still weird. And I know that we're going to a Star Wars convention when, like, things are weird. But, I mean, like, we love each other more than the thing that brought us together at this point. So, yeah, you know, it's just weird,
2: weird things, you know? <laughs> I mean, is there anything you want particularly to see at celebration, like in terms of actual Star Wars, and not just like hanging out with your friends? No, that's really much it. Like, I
1: just am excited to like see everyone. Like, I I feel like I'm like meeting everyone again for the first time, kind of, but like less nervous, and like I'm gonna be more comfortable because like I'm just gonna be in like summer dresses and like comfortable shoes, gonna be walking around the whole time, and not like in like fifty jackets in Chicago, you know, not knowing how to deal and insane uh, coldness because you know living in California like 60 degrees is freezing okay. so I'm I'm excited you know to be in my own territory and to be back in Anaheim but I'm still not going to Disney parks because I'm not going to the Disney parks until Bob Chapek is out oh wow that is my I'm, I'm standing my ground on that I can't say shit though because like my, my mom and my mom did get me tickets to go on a Disney cruise oh, that's in, true uh, in October so like but, but still, no <laughs> Disney parks for me. Okay.
2: Taking time on when we got to get Chapek out.
1: Yeah. Like, once Chapek is out, like, I'm going to go to Disney. Because <laughs> I, I was really, like, thinking about it for my birthday. Like, thinking, oh, that'd be fun. I haven't been to parks in, like, two years. But... Um, the direction that is going with Disney is something that I really, like, don't support and something that makes me, like, really sad for something that I grew up loving and something that has brought, like, my family and my friends and I together is, you know, spreading hatred and I just really don't appreciate that or respect that, so, you know, I'm not going to give them my money.
2: No, I think that's, like, I mean, that's commendable because it's easy to just ignore that shit and be like oh I want to go do the fun thing but yeah it's one of the
1: hardest things for me you know COVID has really really taught me that just seeing the dirty deals of Disney and just seeing how Disney is you know really made you know people and you know many communities the LGBTQ plus community you know just Really unhappy, and just seeing that you know, I'm not part. You know, like I support them so much. You know, the LGBTQ plus community, and I just hate to see what something I love is doing to them. And it just is not fair for me to continue doing something that's causing harm to other people. And like I, it's hard for me to even think about Disney, and think about wow, like I had so much fun here because I'm thinking this company is causing so much pain to people and that just makes me feel dirty. And I don't know. I know that when Chipek leaves, it's not going to make everything better, but I think that Chipek has really shown the true colors of, you know, what the corporation is right now. And I really hope that something actually changes because, you know, Chipek can only listen to people yelling at him on Twitter for so long. (laughs) and i'm just afraid of like what else might happen what else he might say i mean i'm going to d23 in september so i'm really curious to see if he's going to show his face there and you know because he's he hasn't been to like a public event because they had the d23 expo in florida and he was supposed to be there and he wasn't so i think he knows where he stands with a lot of people but i just i really wish i really miss the leadership of um Bobby I, like, Bob Iger, like, really did a lot for Disney. I know that he's not a perfect human being, but he really transformed the parks, you know, purchasing, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and, you know, helping with, you know, Pixar and helping, you know, Pixar appear at California Adventure and other numerous projects at the Disney parks. And, I don't know, as a Disney parks person, like, I really miss Bobby I, and I just see, like, everything going on with Chapec, you know, with keeping Californians out of Disneyland and, you know, like, treating communities like they're trash. Like, just not my thing. It's not great. No, there's definitely worse going on in the world, but I think that it needs to be known that what Bob Chapek is doing and just what the Walt Disney Company is doing is just, like, it's really sad to see, and for someone who loves Disney, who, you know, bleeds Disney, really hard yeah but you know again like there's worse things going on like so all i can do is just you know support the ones i love and support the communities i support and just hope that you know
2: from from what happens we'll be good yeah like you just you have to draw the lines where you can i mean because there is you know the whole like oh there's no ethical ethical consumption over uh, under capitalism and yes that's true like you're never gonna live a life where every company you buy from is okay and good, but you still make decisions. Like yeah, I have an iPhone and that fucking sucks. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> basically it was probably made under slave later And that is awful. But that you can't go well. I'm already making this one ethically dubious decision. So that means I'm just not going to care about anything. Like, you just, you got to decide, okay, some of the shit that I buy is bad. Like, I still buy things from Amazon, but I'm trying to do that less. And I, you know, like, there's just, like, I don't go to Chick fil A. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to Disney World. I don't go see the, like, I don't buy fucking books from J.K. Rowling because she is an evil cunt. Who is a big bigot. And I hope that she dies. But, you know, like, yeah. I also, like, I'll, I'll watch a fucking Roman Polanski movie sometimes. I mean, not as new ones. But I'll, like, I'll watch Rosemary's Baby and I think, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. I don't know. But you just you just gotta, you know, decide sometimes. And there's things that you can't look beyond. You have to look at, like active harm that is currently being done and go no this is where this is a choice i can make and so i'm going to make it yeah it's a hard
1: choice but also like it's much harder like what people are going through versus like little poor me you know doesn't want to go to the disney parks You know, and <laughs> give all my money to mickey mouse you know and mickey mouse is probably homophobic And, uh, no, I I don't think Mickey Mouse is homophobic. I think that Mickey Mouse has a good heart, but some of his friends don't have good hearts. And that's when it sucks. You know, when good people are surrounded by bad people, bad rain cloud people that just bring just racism, bigotry, homophobic energy that just is not okay.
2: What a mess. What a mess. I'm trying to think if there's (laughs) any other Star Wars names. I mean, you would think that there might be in three weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that just that leaves us to like one one kind of last thing to do on, you know, podcast episode. Oh, Which is, yeah! We
2: have a we have a fucking diary entry.
1: Yes, if, uh, if, if if anyone has forgotten, I I have decided to read an entry of my diary to anyone who donates to the Amadella Initiative, and everyone we know, just every single person we have known, has decided to. To donate, so unfortunately, I just have to keep reading these entries because we have so many awesome friends who are supporting a great initiative, a great, a great thing to help people, and I'm helping
2: people by reading my diary. Just full circle. Yeah, um, and that is, you can go to at Amadala Helps on Twitter, and the money goes directly to Equality Texas. Yes. So where are we what what year are we journeying to today? What what age is young Brittany Brown in this entry? Well, before we
1: start, did we have any like email or like voicemail or just like anything like just like hanging around that like we need to take care you know, like I don't think I, so. I, think, I hate to I think, think about I think anything yeah. we have at this point is too fucking old to bother with. <laughs> well, even like, okay, so um I don't know if we've discussed this yet, but like in like late March, you know, our good friend Rebecca, our creative and beautiful soul friend Rebecca, sent us um something about in it was it was called the diary. And you know, she she titled this the diary and she said, Hi Britt and Emily, getting a little carried away with a bit of silliness here. I decided to record some introduction voiceovers for the diary. Feel free to use them in any of them if you want, or to just have a bit of a giggle yourselves. I just had to get this out of my system. No expectations on your behalf. I'm Ooh. I'm curious okay. about this. Are we gonna I'm, are we gonna listen to, to it? I I I think that. I need to listen to it because I, first I want to see how long it is. Oh, great. It's like three minutes long. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we should listen to it and just like see like what's here because okay. this has been sitting in our inbox for a while <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting a little
2: antsy. I, Rebecca, so. I'm so sorry. You Look, you've listened to our show for a very long time. You've been one of our biggest supporters. You know what a fucking mess we are when it comes to emails. It's terrible. I feel guilty and terrible, but also we're not going to change. But thank you so much for continuing to put up with us.
1: Poor Rebecca is, like, <laughs> sitting there in the rain with a I love candle bite sign. <laughs> and, like, the rain is just dripping on it. And, like, the, the board is, like, getting soggy. But, like, she's still up there. She's fighting for us. And we're just sitting here like, do you have any voicemail this week? Nah. Do you have any email? Nah. And then, like, days later we look in her inbox. Oh fuck, we have an
2: email. Look, I, I hope Rebecca has more important things going on. In her life, but let's 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 hear the diary introductions. All right, let's hit it
0: from the Canobite Dispatch Studios of San Diego, California. It's time for another edition of the Diary of Brittany Brown, and now here's your host, Brittany Brown.
2: Very good.
1: Oh, my God.
2: The Diary with Britney Brown. Ooh, that's dramatic.
0: Ooh. Come with us on a journey <laughs> as we explore the diary of Brittany Brown. <laughs> oh and now, here's your host, Brittany Brown.
2: Ooh, that's like some serial shit yeah that's like
1: that that's like the one that like i'm about to read like that's a good one for this one
0: since the dawning of time humans have achieved so much greatness but none have been greater than the truths told from the greatest journal ever written sit back relax and join the candlelight dispatch as we explore another chapter in the diary of Brittany Brown. And now, here's your host, Brittany Brown.
1: I think that one's my favorite. I think that one gave me like the will to live.
2: I right, mean, those are all Very good. good.
0: Long, long ago, in a simpler time, an innocent time, as a young woman found her place in an ever-changing world, she found solace in her diary. And now, we get to share in those warm and heartfelt memories in another edition of the Brittany Brown Diary, narrated by Brittany herself, with interjections from Emily Lind. (laughs) And now, here is your host, Brittany Brown.
1: These just keep getting better and better. Okay, here's another
2: one.
0: It's time again for the diary of Brittany Brown.
2: Simple, classic. Yeah.
0: It's time for the diary of Brittany Brown.
2: No, I think your diary might like summon some demons or something. You know
1: I'm hoping it doesn't summon like the demon. Like that was my biggest fear out of all of this was that like Chuck would find out that I'm reading my diary about him like 10 years after our our like on and off relationship but who knows
2: maybe one day we'll get an email from chuck being like what the fuck you doing Brittany?" i mean and that'd then, be fucking some incredible podcast content i'm not gonna lie
1: you know i i would not be surprised if that happened I I would I would not be sh- I mean I would be shocked but I would not be shocked but also that's me being very conceited because you know this is a very this, this is just content and I'm living for it okay so Emily let's journey back to uh, December of 2011 what was going on in the world in December of
2: 2011 oh man that's so long ago now Seven years ago. How old were you then? 16.
1: Okay. <clears throat> 16 years old. Junior in high school. Just, you know, living it up. You know, dealing with, you know, just typical teenage things. You know, like I it was just announced that I was going to be captain of the tennis team. You know, I was going through like some like, you know, just, just some family stuff. You know, going through like life living, laughing, loving, but uh, the quote for this entry is, I need to end this friendship. The title is Fixing a Heart. December 19th, 2011. One night before December, I did something I later would regret. I reconnected with Chuck and I decided to be his friend again. He then came over to my house for a quick hug. And I could have sworn I got every little feeling back from that five-second hug. I was back in the trap. I am in the trap. I've even come to the point where I could even consider getting back or going back out with him. But you know what? I do not deserve him. He has done too much to gain back all of my trust, and I am just too fucking stupid to realize. I am so madly in love with a boy who'll never want to commit to me. But sadly, I still have hope he'll wake up one morning and realize I'm the one for him. I was so better off without him. I'm just too stupid to realize. I am tired of waiting. It's been two years. Two years ago today, he gave me the hope that we can be in a relationship. Days later, it went away, and I have been trying desperately to get it back. The last time I got that feeling similar to that was on May 18th, 2011, It ended shortly two days later. I wasted every possible relationship I could have had because I was waiting for Chuck to come back. It is so wrong. My friends constantly tell me to stay away, and I never listen. My own mother tries her hardest to make me not talk, and I just ignore her. I should have never accepted his apology. I need to end this friendship. I can't be friends with him. It's just too damn hard, because when he leads me on, I get false hope again. I desperately want to move on sometimes and be loved by someone. I know there is a slight chance he might love me, but I can't (laughs) wait anymore." It's tearing me apart Lisa <laughs> no. I am not myself around him I can't trust him When he makes me feel like I'm the only one I hear that he's just fucking with other girls I am tired of just being a seventh choice I want to be someone's first choice Aww. My mom ma- my mom always tells me that When I finally move on The next moment er- will come around I want that to happen I want 2012 to be a chuckless year I don't want
2: to stay in this trap anymore So, at the risk of spoilers, was 2012 a Chuckless year? No, <laughs> no, it was like it was the year of
1: Chuck. It was like from start to fucking fin. No, like like start to like mid. Like it was it was intense because okay, let, let me let me give some like some like juicy spoilers here. Okay, so like like uh like like uh, like late January we went on like a youth group trip and then like. He got really, he got food poisoning, got really sick, and I felt really bad. And then, like, my friends are like, dude, Brittany, like, you care too much. Like, this is too fucking much. And then, like, a week later, like, I Skyped him. I was like, yo, like, this, we can't be friends anymore. And then, like, he went to youth group that Wednesday and he's like, I want you to be my girlfriend. And then, like, that, that was it. I was like, this is the, the greatest moment of my life. And then the relationship ended a month later. Oof. Yeah, it was hard. He apparently he tried to cheat on me with some twins.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like an actual Chuck Bass move. <laughs>
1: yeah I know that that's why he's chuck bass like I remember like my friend coming over being like Brittany like he's he's trying to hook up with some twins and I'm thinking what I'm I'm the twins I have the twins what do you mean like twins
2: like actual like two women twins gross. yeah no uh, uh, yeah I, just a sidebar the twins thing is so fucking gross like it's I weird. don't I don't get it at all like I don't all. on what what level is incest sexy?
1: To Chuck it is. No, I don't know. But yeah.
2: Fucking it. Disgusting.
1: But yeah, no, I mean but but 2012 was the last year of Chuck. That oh, okay. was like the, the year that like Chuck ended. And then like worse things happened, like like becoming an adult and um and like dating guys who like were like into like brewed beer like more than me. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, that was a phase. And then like me like pretending to like alternative rock and like beard, like just so that like he would like like me again. Like, I don't know. Like I, I went through it, Emily. Like I went through it with guys and like I'm I, I can't express enough how just so happy, you know, I am with Carlos and just like how like, you know, like we just we just mesh together really well and I don't have to pretend to like beer and uh, twins and um and uh alternative rock music because I still listen to Taylor Swift every day and I'm like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here is a question. Cause what kind of music does Carlos listen to? He
1: listens to like everything like oldies, um, a lot of, he likes the, the black keys. Okay. Um, a lot of old music. His dad listens to, like, all, like, you name it, like, old, old, old music. Like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. He loves Queen. Um, <clears throat> God, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but his taste in music is, like, better than, like, mine. Like, I feel like I'm still stuck in 2010 with, like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. And but you know what? At the end of the day, that makes me happy. And I, I think that's important other than, like, going to, like, kind of, like, terrible concerts and like you know liking a song or two but then like going to a Taylor Swift concert where I'm like dancing my head off the whole time and I'm, ugh, I want to go see Taylor Swift again just tickets are so expensive and like I feel like the Taylor Swift fandom can be a little toxic sometimes because I feel like humans make mistakes and it's okay to acknowledge that our favorite humans have made mistakes Mm -hmm. but unfortunately like to like the taylor swift community not all the taylor swift community but apparently like she has made no mistakes she is a perfect human being but sometimes like mistakes help us become like better human beings and sometimes like our mistakes like really help guide us to like what is really important so i feel like sometimes like yeah like she might have done some shady things in the past but we all fucking have and, you know, maybe, like, we all used to be friends with Kanye West, but, like, even though, like, we all knew that he was kind of shitty, but then, like, maybe we had to, you know, go through, like, crazy shit with Kim Kardashian West, you know, now Kim Kardashian, and they made us better people. So, you know what? You know, is, yeah, it happens. So, I don't know. I just think that sometimes, like, young people in fandom, too, like, especially the people, like, after, like, Red Taylor's version came out that were, like, sending death threats to um, Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer and I'm not sure Joe Jonas got shit, but he probably did. Like, I just think that's, like, really terrible. But also, too, like, I, I see Taylor and I think, like, you have so much power in music and in everything. Like, I don't understand, like, why you don't use that power to explain to your fans that, like, it's not okay for you to send death threats yeah, to human beings that I write songs about. Uh, that's pretty fucked up. It is. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of relationships Taylor had with these people, but I guarantee you that these people like don't deserve like some stranger on the internet like threatening to kill them because like that's just horrid. But also, like it could be argued that like she can't control what people say, but also like She kind of can. Like, she can really go out there and say, hey, guys, like, fucking stop doing this. I really hope before she releases her next album that she explains to her fans that it's just not okay for them to continue this behavior because it's really turned off, like, me, you know, and and close to 30-year-old lady, you know, listening to my favorite artists while, like, trying to go on forums just to read what people are saying, reading what we're talking about, and just talking about, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm thinking, like, this that that was like 2011, like yeah. Let it go. don't oh, know about Calvin Harris? No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, I don't know. Music's weird. But I mean, I feel like sometimes with things that you like, you kind of like you try to branch off to be like, maybe maybe I really like apples, or maybe I really like carrots. But you know, I really love watermelon, so I'm gonna <laughs> stay with watermelon because it makes me happy. It might make me pee all the fucking time, but. It makes me happy.
2: I'm glad we worked in a weird Brittany metaphor because I've missed them. I know.
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes spring break is nice, but then spring break is like weird because like I miss our conversations and I feel like it's been like really long time since I've sat on a computer at home and like actually done something fun. Oh, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you to Rebecca for the intros. Um, I'm glad that we got to listen to all of them now. Um, I could probably figure out which ones I want to play before yeah. my entries. So I'm
2: excited. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you can pick your favorite and we'll use that. Great. I mean, maybe, depend. maybe if it's a lighter entry, we we use, like, one of the lighter ones. And then if it's, like, a darker one, we use one of the scary horror movie ones. Yeah, I think this one's probably, like, a just a soft, like,
1: sad. Because I was just sad this whole time. Like, I was just sad. You know, I, I gave Chuck that hug, and I just I fell back in love. <laughs> Don't you hate when hugs do that? Or, like, just the hug could just make you just, you know, just, like, when you eat a cookie – and then it just makes you, like, just fall in love with the sugar and the butter and just all the different things that are inside the cookie. Like, oh, God, I really want a fucking cookie. But no, like, I I can't have a cookie until celebration. That is when I can have unlimited cookies. All the cookies I could possibly want. I
2: fucking love cookies.
1: I know, i got to take you to this, like, Well, there's this, like, cookie place, and it's, like, it's uh, it's it's becoming, like, a big thing. Or it's trying to become a big thing. And there's, like, giant cookies, like, big as your head. They're very good. They're very bad for you, though. I mean, mean, like, everything's bad for you that you love. But also, like, they're making, like, THC cookies now. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, shit. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, good branding. Good branding. But, um, Emily... Uh, where can we find you with the podcast on social media?
2: Uh, let's see if I can remember. Um, I am on Twitter for the meantime and uh, Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBitePod. You can send us email, including voice messages, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you?
1: I am on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've missed you, and we're back. We're better than ever, and we will talk to you next time. Bye,
0: bye. Yo, congratulations, Emily and Britt, on episode one hundred. I am now going to embarrass myself for you. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl, Lando. Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Kanto No shame in the game it even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger mane mane Yeah that's fire. Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shy, Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Yeah. Canto bite, episode 100. Hey, yo,
3: I'm back. No fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E&B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them. But this time I gotta drive. Drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches All my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies. Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to show. Dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches. Rubia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso. Jesse Mcgee busted a rap for me. Met her and horse, be it scum and villainy. King Tom. Death watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Stratters. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list they complete. Sweet without less and boo. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches. No, if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame. You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs. Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic, where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick. Spread the word. Maybe buy a t-shirt. I don't know. Maybe ask the girls of Yattle Squirt. Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me. Get him, Eric.